morning sports fans betters and cappers and welcome to the competitive hedge podcast i'm your host of the show kenneth cotterell and this morning show is all about sports in the world of betting but today it's also a happy mother's day so happy to all the mothers out there uh, i get to spend some time with my mom uh in about an hour's time here which is great so figured we would get the show in pretty quickly and then i can go and spend some time with family today but uh, we talk about everything from the daily news dump to games to keep an eye on from a, a betting perspective, maybe some games just to watch, and then also give our three-team parlay of the day. So feel free to comment as we wade through the waters of today's betting lines on today's episode. And a reminder that our episode is sponsored by Bet99. For all our Canadian listeners, Bet99 offers you a sports welcome offer when you join today using the promo code SHOOTERS. Bet99 will match your deposit 100% up to $600. So head over to Bet99 today, use the bets from today's show, and let's make some money. So before we get into today's episode, we're going to give our player shout out of the day. And it goes out to the entire WNBA. It is Mother's Day, but the fact that the WNBA is back is really great. I love the product. Um, I got into it a lot last year. I uh, got the WNBA League Pass, which if you haven't got it for, I think it's 25 bucks, then I don't know what you're doing. The quality of basketball is fantastic. It's why I feature their plays daily on this show. Um, I really do love watching. I think it's the best quality basketball out there outside of maybe college, but I do love watching it nonetheless. I'm excited to see the league grow and expand across the U.S., hopefully into Canada as well. I hope to see a team in Canada someday soon, but Shout out to the entire WNBA for being back. There's been some great games so far. We're going to cover some of them today. Might even see some in our bets today as well. So let's talk about yesterday's bets. Uh, we'll start with the EPL live betting lines that we talked about on the show yesterday. Brentford and Southampton, we said both teams to score. We were off on that one. Three to nothing was the final score there. Burnley and Aston Villa, we said both teams to score. That one hit as it finished three to one. We said Chelsea Moneyline versus Wolves because they needed the game. Unfortunately, 2-2 two two draw there. And then lastly, Crystal Palace and Watford. We said only one team would score in that game, and we were correct. It was Crystal Palace, one to nothing. Also, yesterday's bets for the competitive hedge lay. It was a tough day, not going to lie. The Rangers lost 7-4, to four, so not close on Rangers' money line. Pirates' money line looked good until the eighth inning. It was a 2-2 two -two game. They were in it. And then they get blown out of the water. So Pirates money line in that first game loses. The Bucks minus one and a half. That one barely hit as it finished 103 to 101. And then our alt lay play was Gaethje money line on the UFC card. And we were wrong on that one as Oliveira won that one. Player prop, we had Giannis over 32 points. He cruised past that one with a 42-point performance. And then the hedge fans lay. Rob misses, which is pretty rare for Rob to miss. He misses with Padres' money line. Just a tough day for the Padres all around. 
Andrew hits with the Cortez money line over Gator. She won in a unanimous decision at UFC 274. And shout out to Dylan Estash, Giants money line hits at 13 to 7. So Hedgelay misses at 2 to 1. The host goes 2 and 2. Uh, and we keep it rolling. So let's start with the daily news dump with the NHL playoffs. Washington wins six to one versus Florida. This is a very surprising result. Uh, Washington came in as heavy underdogs. Florida was the best team for a lot of the regular season. They got 29 saves out of Samsonov and then got goals from basically everybody, whether it was Oshie, Johansson, Van Riemsdyk, Ovechkin, Carlson, Hathaway. They all scored in this game. Bobrovsky made just 25 saves and Huberto with the lone goal for the Panthers. Panthers got to figure out a way to win game four. Otherwise, they're going to fall behind three to one heading back to Florida. And then they would have to run the table. Colorado seven to four versus Nashville. Once again, Colorado dominating this series like we all assumed that they would. That's why they were minus 500 to win this series. They didn't even start their goalie. Kemper wasn't in. It was Frank Hughes. He made 18 saves in the win. They got two from Landeskog. McKinnon scored. Lekkinen scored. Kadri, Taves, and Nikushkin. Great performance by them, putting up seven goals. I mean, Connor Ingram, he made 35 saves. He did everything that he could. But unfortunately, you can only stand on your head for so long. And it didn't work out yesterday. They got goals from Duchesne, Tolvanen, and Yossi. I think it's going to be a sweep. We'll see if Nashville can maybe extend it to five. But Colorado's clearly outmatching them so far in this series. Then you had Pittsburgh versus New York. I mean, we were on the Rangers money line and at uh, seven to four really wasn't close. Um, Domingue made 32 saves for Pittsburgh. The backup, we know that dismiss out for the playoffs. McGinn scored. Carter had two. Rodrigo's had two. Heinen had one. And Gensel had a goal in this one. I mean, the Rangers pulled Shesterkin early on and we've been anyone who tunes into this show knows that we've been singing his praises and unfortunately he had an off night between the pipes for the rangers so the rangers fall behind two to one let's see if they can win game four and make a series out of this one and then the dallas stars shockingly win four to two against the flames another big win for them they go up in this series despite calgary being a heavy favorite as well so we'll see if the stars can keep it rolling and knock out one of these canadian teams that are left Second one we're going to talk about is the NBA playoffs. That Bucks and Celtics game. Uh, the Bucks cover the minus one and a half just barely. They don't hit the over in the game, but it was all about Giannis. He had 42, 12, and 8. He was 16 of 30 shooting. Um, I don't know why Drew Holiday's shooting 30 shots in a game. He finished with 25. But when you're 11 of 30 shooting, are you really helping the team by doing that? Lopez had 13 and 10. Connaughton had 11. All around, though, it was it was a Giannis game, and he really showed up in this one. Jalen Brown had 27, 12, and 4, so he had a great night for Boston. Horford had 22 and 16. Looked like Atlanta Al Horford the way that he played. But Jason Tatum had probably one of his worst games of the season. He finished with just 10 points. He was 4 of 19 shooting. Not a great night for him. Even Marcus Smart, he's not known as a scorer, but he shot 1 of 8 from the field as well. So we'll see if Boston can win game 4 in Milwaukee make this one a lengthy series like we all anticipated it would be or if the Bucks can take the commanding three to one lead heading back to Boston Warriors win 142 to 112 versus the Grizzlies I mean you're not going to win many playoff games when the opposing team shoots 63 percent from the field they shoot 
53% from three. The Warriors were 17 of 32 from downtown. And they got production from everyone. Curry had 30. Poole had 27. Clay had 21. Wiggins had 17. Kuminga, the rookie, had 18. Shout out to him for a great performance. And Otto Porter even poured in 13 of his own. The big storyline coming out of this game was the Jordan Poole play on Jaw's knee. I didn't see any intent there. I think it's a bang-bang play. I think you slow it down and it looks a lot worse. But I don't think there was any ill intent there from Jordan Poole. So I really hope that there's no suspension there. I don't think that he intentionally tried to hurt Jaw on that play. And Jaw had a good game, 34-7-3. and Once again, who's his number two option going to be? It's why we didn't like him heading into this series. Desmond Bain had 16. Jaron Jackson Jr. had 15. Melton had 12. That's not going to cut it in the playoffs when the other team's got like six guys that are outscoring your second best players. So uh, John needs more help. Let's see if he's going to be okay for game four and moving forward. Number three, the Kentucky Derby. Um, <laughs> Rich Strike, the 80 to one odds horse at the Kentucky Derby wins. It's the second biggest underdog win in the history of the Kentucky Derby. You know, I think if we would have given an 80 to one play yesterday on the show, you would have been like, okay, yeah, all right, whatever. But 80 to one wins nonetheless. Epicenter was our pick. They finished in second. So it was a tight race all around. We have the Preakness States stakes coming up in a couple weeks here. And we'll see uh, who's going to be favored for that one as well. We are in horse racing season. And that is time for degenerates to come out and bet on it. We'll do a quick rundown of the MLB lines from yesterday. Uh, the Pirates and Reds, they had a two-gamer yesterday. The Reds won the first one 9-2. to two. The Pirates won the second one 8-5. to five. Apparently, we picked the wrong Pirates money line yesterday. But what are you going to do? Dodgers and Cubs. Dodgers won both of those games 7 to nothing and 6-2. to two. Uh, Minnesota and Oakland, they played just one game. Minnesota winning 1-0. to nothing. The Jays and Guardians, they had a back-to-back. Jays won the first one 8-3. Guardians win the second one 8-2. So a split there. Astros beat the Tigers 3-2. White Sox beat Boston 3-1 in the 10th inning. San Francisco wins 13-7 versus St. Louis. Shout out to Dylan once again for that play. Braves beat the Brewers 3-2. Rockies beat the Diamondbacks 4-1. Miami beats the Padres 8-0. The Nationals beat the Angels 7-3. And then the Rays beat Seattle 8-2. We had a couple games that were postponed yesterday. Rangers, Yankees, and Mets, Phillies. We'll see if they're going to do the double header here today. I believe they are. We'll have to look at the slate uh, before we confirm that. But it's looking like a double header coming up for those four teams. Then we'll talk WNBA action. We had two openers yesterday for the remaining four teams in the WNBA. The Liberty won 81 to 79 versus the Connecticut Sun. We talked yesterday how the Sun were the best team in the East last year. So this is a big win for the Liberty coming out of the gate. Sabrina Ionescu, we said she's much watched, must watch TV, and she is 25, 6, and 4 yesterday in the victory. Alyssa Smith, though, for Connecticut, 25 and 7. She had a good night. Then when we talk about the other game on the slate, it was the Atlanta Dream and the Dallas Wings, two up-and-coming teams in the league. Rin Howard, the first overall pick, she finished 16, 4 and 4. She only shot 4-15 from the field, but a good performance nonetheless, and you pick up a victory in your first game in the WNBA. Alicia Gray led the way for Dallas with 12-9. and So we'll cap it off with UFC 274, because it was a great card yesterday. Unfortunately, right before 
the card started. Donald Cerrone had to pull out. Cowboy, apparently food poisoning from what I read. It's unfortunate. We always love watching him fight, so I'm sure we'll see him fight again sometime soon. But let's go down the card. I mean, Michael Chandler with one of the nastiest knockouts you will ever see against Tony Ferguson. He upkicked him in the face. It was absolutely unreal. It went viral all over social media. Just an incredible performance by him. Called out Conor McGregor at the end if he's not getting a title shot. And he said he wanted to fight at 170. So that'll be a fun one if we get to see it. Or we'll see if he gets the title shot himself. Ovin St. Pru won by a split decision. So that was a big win for him. And then the co-main events. You had Carla Esparza won by a split decision versus Rose Namajunas for the strawweight title. Wasn't a very exciting fight. Um, pretty tame, to be honest. No, Neither of them looked like they were really trying to win. I know that's not the case in sports. Obviously, you're trying to win. But that was just the impression you get as a fan, that no one was really going for that finish. But Esparza wins uh, to be the new strawweight title winner. And so shout out to her. And then in the main event, Charles Oliveira won by a rear naked choke. It's unfortunate, though, that he still has to vacate the title because he's very clearly the best in the division. But you got to make weight in that sport. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to do so. And he has to pay the consequences for that. So loaded day in sports yesterday. We didn't even talk about there's a PGA tournament going on and, and a bunch of other sports. But those were the main lines from yesterday. So let's get into, there's only one game line that we're really monitoring today from a betting perspective, and it's the Heat game. Um, According to the score app, you've got seven Heat players that are game time decisions. Some pretty major ones, whether it's Lowry, Tyler Hero, PJ Tucker, uh, Max Struess, they're all game time decisions, as are Joel Embiid. We're anticipating that all these guys are going to be playing, but it is something to monitor nonetheless if you have a guy ruled out last minute. We saw Jimmy Butler do it last series. So it's not out of the question to have a guy shockingly get ruled out for a game. So that's just one game line to monitor today. But yesterday was loaded and today is equally as loaded as far as the sports world goes when it comes to big games on the slate. EPL, we saw three games this morning. Arsenal beats Leeds. That's huge for their chances of finishing top four. Everton beats Leicester. That's significant because Everton's in relegation. They are now up out of relegation, and Leeds is dropping into that spot. And then West Ham beat Norwich 4-0. But the big one on the slate is going to be this Manchester City and Newcastle game. It kicks off in about 15 minutes' time. And the reason it's so significant is that, let's face it, Liverpool blew it yesterday. And Tottenham had the better chances in the game. But when Liverpool is two-thirds of the possession, they get 15-plus shots on goal. I mean, that's... That's huge. And unfortunately, them drawing yesterday means that if Manchester City today, who's taking on Newcastle, if they win that game, they get all three points, which means that they take a three point lead in the standings with just a few games to go. And Man City, let's face it, this is what they're playing for now. This is going to be what all their focus is on. Liverpool still has Champions League aspirations. Manchester City, though, they've got the league now that they blew that game against Real Madrid. So they're going to be fighting for the EPL title now as their main title for this year. Then we head over NBA playoffs. We got two games today, Phoenix and Dallas. Phoenix are two point favorites. The over under on the game is two fourteen and a half. We don't have this one in our card, but do like the Phoenix and Dallas over today. They were in a lower scoring game in the last one. Last point line was two nineteen, So it's dropped five points. 
I like them to go over today. But Dallas is playing for their playoff lives. You know, this is this is their season on the line. You can't go down three to one to the best team in the NBA. But if you tie it up two two, you head back to Phoenix with a ton of confidence. We'll see if Jalen Brunson can give us a great performance like he did in game three. He gave 28 points in that game. Can Maxi Kleber give them something? Can Doreen Finney-Smith, can Spencer Dinwiddie finally get involved in this series? Because he's been a bit of a passenger. And then Luka Doncic, we know he's going to be great. And on the Phoenix side, you've got your loaded cast, whether it's Aiton or Paul or Booker or Bridges. This is a very talented group. So it's going to be an exciting game. Phoenix favored on the road but we like the over in that one. And then the other game is Miami and Philly. Uh, Philadelphia is minus two. The point line still hovering around that 207 mark. It has all series long. They've gone under pretty consistently in this series as well. But Philadelphia is coming off a big win, and it casted some doubt over this series. Is Joel Embiid being back going to have them win this series? Because they looked dead in the water through two games. He came back, gave them a double-double. Bam looked, how do I put this nicely? Bam looked like he was just running around out there. When you're only scoring nine points and you're supposed to be an all-star caliber center, it's very difficult. And Joel Embiid made things tough for him. Jimmy Butler had a great performance, but no one for Miami really showed up in game three. So can they bounce back? Can they win game four? Take that stranglehold on the series at three to one? Or are we going to see Philadelphia tie it up? And then who knows who's going to win the series after that? So those are the two games in the NBA. WNBA, we've got three regular season games today. You've got the Sparks taking on the Fever. Uh, the Sparks, they've still got Liz Cambage. They've got Jordan Canada, who played well in game one. And then the Fever have Nalissa Smith. That one's a 3 p.m. Eastern time game, one that I might tune into, just because I'm intrigued by Nalissa Smith being one of the top picks in the draft. Then you got the Washington Mystics. They're taking on the Minnesota Lynx. The Lynx got blown out in their first game. Sylvia Fowles is their best player there. The Mystics, they won pretty handily, but it was against the Fever, and Elena Deladon looks phenomenal in that first game. And then the game of the night, there's no doubting this. Seattle Storm, they've got Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird. They're taking on my Vegas Aces with Aja Wilson and Kelsey Plum. It's a 10 p.m. Eastern time, 8 o'clock my time, so I'll definitely be tuning into this one. Two of the better teams in the WNBA that we get to see square off very early in the season. And then NHL playoffs, Carolina and Boston tonight, Boston's minus 130. The over-unders at five and a half. Looks like we're going to get Ranta and net for the Hurricanes and Swayman and net for Boston. Carolina, you win this game, you head back and you can close it out in five. If not, we could have a lengthy series on our hands. Since they've gone to Swayman, they've looked a lot better. Allmark, he had a great regular season, but didn't look great in the postseason. So, that's the first game on the slate. Then you head over, you get the Wild taken on the Blues. The Blues are minus 110. The over-under, six and a half. St. Louis got blown out in game three. So it's two to one Minnesota. If Minnesota wins, they go up three to one, heading back to Minnesota to close it out. I think St. Louis wins today at minus 110. It's not on the card once again, but it's a play that I like. I think Huso's going to have a good day and that the Blues are going to win this one. Third game is Toronto and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's minus 120, the over-under is six and a half. Toronto just looks faster. Um, they've looked like the better team. That's why they're up two to one in the series. But Tampa's win back-to-back cups. Can they step up? Can they win this game, make it two to two, make it a best of three, 
and make this a series? Or are we going to see Toronto roll over them and then head home and close it out? Vasilevsky going for Tampa, Campbell going for Toronto, must-watch series. Definitely tune into this game. And then the Oilers, minus 155 versus the LA Kings. The over-under, 6.5. The over-cruised last time, 8-2 to two for Edmonton. You've still got Smith going for Edmonton between the pipes. And then you've got Jonathan Quick going for the Kings. I like Edmonton once again, minus 155. Not a lot of value there if you want to throw that into your parlay just to beef it up a little bit and go for it. But not an official play today. Just think the Oilers are a better team. I think the Kings are fortunate to be here in the playoffs. Um, I'm not going as far as Paul Bissonnette. Shout out to the Spit and Chicklets podcast of saying that they're a glorified AHL team. I'm not going that far, but I do think that they are clearly outmatched in this series. My player prop line of the day. We're going to get to the betting side of things now before we sign off here so we can go enjoy our Mother's Day and time with family. Um, Player prop of the day, Luka Doncic over 36 and a half points. This is an alt line play. It's up to plus 125. Really like this play for Luka. I just think he, I think he's going to go 40 plus. I'm just being conservative going 36. And that's crazy to say in a playoff game, but we saw it with Giannis yesterday. He just willed his team to victory. And I think Luka's going to have a big night. I don't know if it results in them winning the game ultimately, but I do like him to have a big night. I like them to go over in the game. And so Luka, 36 plus points. You can find that line at bet99. Use promo code SHOOTERS. So now to our competitive lay of the day. Uh, We're doing a special Mother's Day play. And what I mean by that is we're doing all three WNBA plays today. We love the WNBA here at the Competitive Hedge Podcast. This is our daily three-team parlay. No odds worse than minus 150. Only looking to put out winners. Coming off the tough day. But we love the slate today in the WNBA So here are the three plays that we're rolling with. LA Sparks minus six and a half versus the Indiana Fever. This one's at minus 112 right now. Sparks coming off that overtime victory in game one, taking on a good Chicago Sky team in that one. Indiana lost by 14 to a pretty average Mystic side. They're not one of the better teams in the East. I just think Cambay, she's going to feast in the post in this game. I think the Sparks win by double digits. I think the line's a little bit low given the talent disparity here. So I'm rolling with the Sparks minus six and a half as play number one. Play number two, Mystics plus five and a half or plus four and a half, sorry, versus the Minnesota Lynx. This one's at minus 115. Mystics, they're coming off a win over a bad fever team, but the Lynx also got blown out in their opener. They lost by 23 to the Storm. I just think the Mystics are going to keep this game close. I think they have a chance to win it outright, but I definitely think that they cover at plus four and a half for this one. The Lynx, they're pretty demoralized after that first game, and I think it's enough for the Mystics to keep it close at minus 115. And then our final play, Seattle Storm versus the Vegas Aces, under 175.5. This is at minus 112. That's just a lot of points in the WNBA, given they play less minutes. And even these two teams are ones that I would consider the best in the league. I think they're 1-2 right now. They've got a lot of top-end talent. Sue Bird didn't look great in game one. Brianna Stewart played well. And I will say the Aces did play well as well. They crossed 100 points. I just think it's tough to do back-to-back games. I think it's going to be a very competitive game. I still expect it to get close to 170. Like I could see 88-82 or 90-80 to or, 
or something in that range. But the only way that I see it crossing 175 is overtime. It's definitely not out of the question given how close these two teams are, but I tend to favor that it's going to be a regulation finish as most games are. And so I'm rolling with under 175 for the Aces and Storm game. If you go and bet these plays, it is plus 575. Uh, Definitely a play that we love today. Our alt lay play today, not that we really need one because there's, well, there's hopefully no rain delay or no play for these WNBA games. Um, But we do like the New York Mets minus 155 versus the Phillies today. Scherzer going for the Mets. Gibson going for the Phillies. Yes, the Phillies are at home, but I just think Scherzer's pitching great this year. And he's been a phenomenal out of the gate. So I'm going to roll with those New York Mets at minus 155. But we appreciate everyone that tuned into the live show once again. Uh, we love doing it every day. Um, trying not to miss a day. Might have to later on this week. That is to be determined. Or maybe we'll pre-record it. We'll see what we can do. But nonetheless, we appreciate everyone that tuned in. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day to my own mom. Don't know if she's tuning in right now, but I'm about to see her in a half hour anyways. So appreciate everyone that tuned in, and we will see you guys tomorrow morning for the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast.